Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. look at the dark side of history. Joining me are my colleagues who I'll get introduced in just a minute, but before I do, let me remind you that we are an adult comedy podcast. We use uh, adult language. Coarse, coarse language, Timmy. We use coarse language at times. Oh, okay, coarse language, and you know, if that is not your thing, then um, you should probably. Uh, you should probably be at church right to now. A different podcast. They should huh? probably be at church. Yeah, you should right be now. at church because then it's going Sunday to Bob morning. Evans right after that. No, Sunday morning Bob Evans rush. I, Colonel, I, well, I, I know you're a church going man. You're a man of God. I am. But I, I... Uh, and I know you never use that that sort of language. Well. You know, today I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of story that gets into a little bit of coarse language. No. Because I'm having a little battle with some people, but <coughs> but I try not to, Timmy. I try to stay professional. You know, I try to stay PG. Well, and I like to think that, you know, I like to think that I am, you know, a man of letters. You are. And that I don't resort to, you know, curse words. But we have to do this... Um, we have to tell people up front. We do. We, we don't want to just shock people. Yeah, but because but it's not you. It's not me. No, it's, we, we say so, we, but, you know. Other members of this podcast right. group. Who shall yeah. remain nameless. Today we're going to talk about Charles the Kid McCoy. You name got that, Brandy. He was a boxer. Great. I can't wait. Are you excited? What? So you excited? excited. So excited. Uh, you know, we haven't recorded for a while, so I really want you to be I, you up. Know, you know this. what, though, and that's and it's my fault because I have had, you know, two surgeries in two months, and then before that, at least one of us had COVID or was sick, and then yeah. 
It's been a crazy it, couple it, months. And it was a holiday. It was holidays so. and all that fun stuff. So, But anyway, we're back. We're back alive and well. Yes. Well, except Brandy who's had surgery I the know. other day. Well, and I'm waiting for somebody to give me the good drugs and they just won't. So I'm going to have to figure well, out. you know, keep well, I'm going to have it. to figure out something else. I mean, do I have to have. You need to, you know, you need to get down to the border and get some of that fentanyl that's coming I across. I don't think so. I, I think I'm good there. Um, All right. Just I saying. know, and I appreciate that. You know, I, I like, like, you know, maybe every tenth uh, gram mm-hmm. or so might be, you know, poison. But yeah, I'm good there. Yeah, ninety percent of the time you're gonna. You know, be happy. I mean, at this point in my life, I, you know, I don't even. I don't. I don't even buy my recreational stuff on the street anymore. Like you know, I'm f- almost fifty. I go to the store like anybody else now. It's mm. just ridiculous. So I'm not even having to buy buy my butt wow. off. You know, the guy on the street corner anymore. So it's very exciting. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to go looking for your. I don't man, have to go looking for my hookup. Yeah. So. Well, let me since you're since we're talking, let me introduce okay. you, Brandy. Brandy is a lady who's beloved throughout the dweeb world. Yes. She's smart. She's intelligent. She is um, crippled. Always crippled. having surgeries. Yeah. What did you call me? She's a gimp. What was that, Colonel? What did you say I was? Rippled. Uh, crippled. You're crippled. Yeah, I am crippled. You need one. You, you're just a step away she, from a handicap parking now. spot sign. Dude. I can get yeah, a handicap. You know what? You know you, you. I can go I'd, get one. I'd be on that. You can. Well, I need to. You know, it requires me to print out a form, which I, you know, whatever. But I got to take it down to mm. the DMV. But yeah. Oh, you can ride the you can ride the metro bus uh, on the uh, and they have to lower the thing. Well, for you. and that as the as cool as chair. that is, we don't have metro buses up here. Uh huh. We no, have the Kia no, that, sucks. that is unyielding in its in its door frame. <laughs> so the mo- uh, she is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy? If at all, you know, Timmy. Considering everything, I'm okay. Considering all of the whatever and drama and blah blah blah. I am okay. Still plugging forward. Well, we're certainly glad to hear that, How? Brandy. And I know all the dweebs yes. throughout the uh, country will be, and the world, will be very happy to know that you are I doing was, I was even sick at your wedding. Remember that? You were. You were sick at my wedding? Yeah, remember? She was. Yes, she did, you because no. I was waiting on a phone call. Because I'd found that big lump. And I was waiting on a phone call, remember? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I it probably didn't think about it because it probably didn't Well, it wasn't obvious. Me. But. <laughs> jackass. <laughs> right. You wouldn't like. Well, but probably because you didn't have two broken ribs in a, in a bruised spleen at the wedding. Well, no? but the only reason we knew you had that is because you kept telling us. That's how we well, knew. You couldn't see your bullshit either. Well, if I would have taken my shirt well, off, you could have seen it. First of all, I had Ebola in my... Not Ebola, Jesus Christ. E. coli in my boob, right? 
So e. coli in your boot? You know, if yes. you... <laughs> Ebola I, I could have had Ebola, but it turned out it was E. coli. Be... And had made this huge, uh-huh. big mass in my breast that I had to have taken care of. Don't ask me how I got E. coli in it. I don't know. But, I mean, I've been sick since Timmy's wedding is when it's all started. So, but I'm good now. So, did you have to take some crazy-ass antibiotics for a long time? Well, I had to do that, and I also had to have it drained. Oh. It was awful. But. Are you eating your probiotics, devil? Because those antibiotics can mess with the flora in your stomach. Yes. I always have my probiotics because, you know, uh, my stomach's a mess anyway most of the time. So. I always have my probiotics, so but it's good. Mm-hmm. All of that is resolved, mm-hmm. and so I'm just I'm happy to be here with you guys today because I haven't talked to you in forever. I'm missing my well, missing my friends or you guys too. I mean, you know, yes. whatever. So well, yeah. Well, you know, one advantage of uh, using crutches, you could uh, you could get a job. In uh, like these historical reenactments where they have the yeah you know, the civil or you the, could be a civil war the, uh, revolutionary war where they I, have the pipe first player. I don't be a civil war nurse on aluminum crutches. No, 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 not not civil war. Um, the revolutionary war. You know the fife and yeah. drum where the guys walk in and the guys got a bandage on I'm his head. I'm gonna start doing on mm-hmm. uh, commercials for Shriners. Ooh, oh, give me one of the hats, <laughs> could you? I always I wanted one of those little no, hats. Give me I'm gonna the, get you. I love those commercials. Give me the most pathetic looking kid. No, I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you both that adorable love to the rescue blanket. That's what you oh, both will cool. get. Well, I yes. should. So anyway, so it's just well, you know, we're on automatic. Anyway, let me introduce uh, let me introduce uh, a man who is uh Considered uh, an oasis in the desert of despair as we go through these very, very difficult days uh, in in our country's history. He's a man that people turn to for comfort, Brandy. He is, uh, he's a best-selling author. He is the George Santos of this podcast is what he is right now. (laughs) That's what you're doing. That's who he is. So just keep it moving. I can recall his act. <laughs> he is uh, he is uh, someone people turn to when they're uh, no. in despair. He's, a, as I said, a best-selling author. How to make love the very to a woman. honorable, nope. the, <laughs> the very honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters the Third. Affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman, how are you, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. Of course, I'm not Jesus good. Jesus Christ! Oh no! What what's what ills you? Colonel? Well, Timmy, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, first of all, Colonel, I like to say I, I appreciate you because as Brandy comes in here every week and moans about her life, you're very stoic and you, you do not share oh, your. Troubles I don't often share often, my troubles. So. No, I don't, Timmy. <laughs> But this week it's been, uh, I, I'm sitting shiver right now, Timmy. I'm sitting shiver. I'm grieving. My dear cat Lily, nineteen years old. Oh no! The dear girl, and she, she left this mortal coil last Sunday, Timmy. I'm sorry. No, 
Well, yeah, you know, I've been very lucky though. I will tell you, my last cat in this cat, over the over the course of about four days, I noticed her really declining. But she was eating; she wasn't in pain or anything, and she just jumped up in bed, laid down. I was scratching her head; she was purring, and then she just stopped purring, and that was it. Ew! She died so, on you. you know, ew! Ew! She, she went. She crossed the rainbow bridge while she was laying on top yeah. of you. Is what you're saying? And it was the craziest. I have to tell you, the dynamic has changed because. Rudy and McGee are mortal enemies, my other cat. But since Lily moved on, they've all come together. They have. They've they've reunited and uh they've 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 united for a common cause. I don't know what it is, but uh It's to kill you. <laughs> then of course I've had to have uh we you know, I can't just bury a cat. We have to have the cat cremated, put in a little thing, get a ceramic imprint of its little paw and yeah go on so i mean how how did that how much did that set you back i think it's oh like three hundred dollars it's about the same as a whole person i mean she was only a six pound cat i could have done it in a fire pit in my backyard but i don't know why you didn't <laughs> saving money well, is your name yeah renee was not keen on that idea that's what i plan on doing and with then, Timmy, you know backyard i'm Fire I'm pit. in a big uh, thing right now. It was Saturday Night Live because they did a skit oh, for fuck's sake. about Colonel Lingus, oh, a Civil War colonel. <laughs> and Timmy, you know that that was, that was done on our show long, long ago. They stole my idea and didn't, uh, didn't give me credit. No, they didn't. Well, I, that's terrible. You, you should seek uh, legal I am, Timmy. I'm, I'm the original the Colonel, original Lin- Colonel Lingus. Lingus. You know, we could ask Timmy to do it, but he <laughs> didn't the pass original. law school. Or he didn't pass the bar. <laughs> well, are you still going to well, represent me? Oh, okay, I'm, good, I'm, good, good, good. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm in a battle you with You are him. the original Colonel Lingus. <laughs> oh, I'm, Timmy, if there's anybody... Who can tell you about canyon yodeling? It's me. Timmy. Are you kidding? You know. <laughs> well, are you fucking kidding me right now? This is what we're doing. You know what? Again, and I can't stress this enough. I can't with this. I gotta go take a shower. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm just oh, telling you, I've got. Aren't you interested in hearing the, uh, Charles, nobody? Uh, nobody is woes. interested in that. No, I'm just saying. Uh, I, I wrote the whole book. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna know how to how to handle the adult Happy Meal, Timmy, look at my book. <laughs> you know, if, the adult Happy Meal. The adult Happy Is that Meal. What we're calling it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you're Stop in the it. you know, sometimes sometimes ladies like when you do a little clam jousting, Timmy. Why is this happening? <laughs> they do. Now, Brandy, nope. let me ask you. As a uh, representative of your gender, uh, when you were with your economics professor, <laughs> did he happen to, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, did he don the so, beard, devil? So did he happening. don the beard? <laughs> I'm not. On behalf of women everywhere, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. 
Well, except to say, you know, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can deny it all you want, but we already know that that is the secret to happiness. That's the secret. We can get everything we mm-hmm. want if we're just willing, Colonel, to. Well, if you just, if you just want to go clean the cage out, Timmy. All right. Now, there's uh, a couple Brandy, ways to do this that. to me. Some uh, people none. say cunnilingus, oh. but there's also another technique if you look at my book. No. I call it I call it cunnilingus. No. No. Cunnilingus. It's, no. it's, it's a modification on the After order. Connie Francis, I much, bet. Much like it, yeah. No. All right. Do you know? We lost Lisa Marie yeah, Presley. We did. This week, so. She's dead. So, um. I mean, I, I mean, rest in peace, I guess, because, I mean, I, we can send condolences to her family, but they probably and don't they don't care what we have to say exactly. All right, know. I've been to, uh, I've been to uh, Graceland though, and it was, it's gaudy as hell, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It, oh my God, it was. It was too gaudy. Yeah, but that was the sad. But anyway, that was, you know, I, <coughs> I was sad to see Lisa Marie die because she was very young. I mean, oh, yeah. <clears throat> usually people don't fall over dead at 54. But. Okay, let's get on with the story of Charles Kid McCoy, the real McCoy, yes. Randy. He left the world as he came into it, as Norman Shelby, Selby. But in between, he lived the life as boxer Charles Kid McCoy. Now, if your name was Norman, Colonel... You probably wouldn't want to. I'd be kid. I, I have a nickname. That's not too. You don't. You don't intimidate people walking into the ring saying, "And in this corner, Norman." You know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, as a boxer, he uh, Norman. It would be a better fit for his name because he. He didn't really like to fight. He mostly liked to run around the ring. Um. But he was quite successful at it. So, in in the boxing ring, his he was clever, devious, and a notorious cheater, Brandy. Yeah. And his flamboyance, his flamboyance could rival the best in professional wrestling. wrestling. You know, you think of uh, wrestlers like uh, Colonel. Uh, what was the guy that was uh, Gorgeous George? Remember Gorgeous yeah. George? Yes, I do. Though he, he was kind of like that. He was uh, very self-promoting and uh, flamboyant, as I said. His problems, however, was outside of the ring. With women, it being his major problem, uh, between, his, between his eighth and ninth wife, a lot of wives, yes. Brandy, uh, between, anyway, between his eighth and ninth wife, he murdered a girlfriend. So he would have had ten, but uh, if that would have worked out you know, better, she probably. You know, wonder what, wonder what prompted that. I wonder what she him, did him. to cause that, Timmy. Mm. Yeah. What do you think she did to provoke the man? Well, you know, she was probably upset, and he told her to calm down, mm-hmm. and you know that didn't work. That don't always work well. No, she probably. As you know what? They were probably doing some romantic things, Timmy, and. 
She wanted a good tongue. Like what, Colonel? Like what? What sort of things could he? Well, do you know what? Make and her. she said, "Come on, Norman, give me a good tongue lashing." Oh my god! But he only heard the second part of it. Oh my god! And, uh, no. Gave her to gave her a real good lashing instead. No. Can I talk about him now, please? Can we talk about him? Well, wait a minute. It's still well, my turn. Get on with it. Norman is. Uh, have you been writing reviews? Because people say that in our reviews. I'm sure I they do. I think you've been secretly going in and giving us negative reviews. Because you know anyone else would do that. No. I'm... Norman Selby was born on October 13, 1872, which I might say is one day before I was married. I just had my 30-month 30, 30 anniversary, Brandy. Happy anniversary, Timmy. I know. Thank you, Colonel. Uh, anyway, he, Norman was born on October 13, 1872, so I don't think his mother was pregnant during, she was during not. the holidays. Well, maybe like Flag well, Day right, or something not like Christmas. that, but not like Christmas and Right. Uh, he, he was born in the Rush County community of Moscow, Indiana, to his parents, Francis and Emily Selby. So this here's my theory, Colonel. Francis had to go around his whole life being called Francis. He was probably yeah, called Frank. So when his <laughs> so when his his son came along, he says, "Well, I'm you know." You know, instead of you know, instead of learning the lesson and making his son's life better than his was, he took a different path and called, named his son Norman. Yeah. That just doesn't seem. Wonder, is Norman is Norman Fell still alive? No, he's dead. And you know, are you sure? Yeah, and do you know? How... Write that down, Brandy. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But thanks for asking. Do you know how he, he died, Timmy? He was popular with. Do you huh? know how he died? Kill you both. No, how did he, he die? He was pugnoshing, Timmy. He was doing some pugnoshing. Oh, my God. And then she grabbed a hold of his head. He couldn't get no air, and then he just suffocated. That's not it. Well, it's, you know, that is a problem that uh, we should be, really should be Jesus. addressed at some, some point on this show. No. Mm -hmm. no. That's a danger. It's a, tr it's it's a true danger. Not. Yeah, he was down there. He was trying to tell her. He was down there mumbling in the moss to me, and she was like, well, that's uh, uh, that's why I use scuba gear. Uh, you girl. should. You need to. Yeah, with an oxygen tank and everything. Why? In my younger days, of course. Nothing. Huh? Just I. I just. You know. Oh, if you if you're gonna be doing that down there doing the lickety split, Timmy. Oh my God. You you can't be too careful. Why? Why? Well, exactly. Anyway, uh, early in um, Norman's life, <coughs> he spent time hopping uh, freight trains with his friends to uh, Cincinnati. So basically, he was a hobo, Colonel. Yep. I don't think that's Rapey. it. Rapey? Well, yeah, if you hop trains, that makes you a that hobo. Does. Yeah. You hop, you hop one train, you're a hobo. Oh, my gosh. We are not a hobo-friendly podcast. First of all, not. yes, we are, because you want to go to the Hobo Festival, and we talk about it every year. I am going to Hobo Festival uh -huh. this summer. So, I mean... Leanne I, is here, and we're going yes. to the Hobo so, Festival. So, I mean, we're here. not. You're going to be so jealous. I'm going to post on Instagram. I don't even have Instagram, but I'm going to, I'm going to get an uh -huh. Instagram account, and I'm going to post 
all day long. If you do that, I won't see it because I don't have an Instagram account. So do it. Well, I'll put it on I, Facebook. You do that too. You do that. So in his early life, he spent uh, time hopping freight trains to his friends to Cincinnati. Ow. He went from Moscow, Indiana, hop on a train, and went to Cincinnati for kicks, Brandy. I don't know kicks. where Moscow is in relation to Cincinnati, if it was just maybe an hour, or if it was like six hours to get to it's, Cincinnati. It's, and... it's about... I think Moscow is like uh, Moscow is like Springfield. I think there's like one in every state. Yeah. It's Moscow's down Route 50. They used to have a nuclear power plant down there. Oh, and they close. Oh, them. yeah, but that's in Ohio. That's Moscow, Ohio. My dad used to work there. Yeah. Oh, so wait. Moscow, oh, okay, Ohio. so Chuck doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And never mind the I fact that it's it, unhelpful. Does, he was just, Where is Moscow, Indiana? Well, it's got a nuclear plant there. What the fuck Moscow, do I care? Moscow, Indiana is where the, uh, it's very cold there. Oh, for fuck's sake. Shit. Yeah, they speak, they, they, oh, they speak Russian, too. You know, even I, I even thought and about that, that. You know, and that's uh, Moscow, Idaho is where there's where the murders were. Even Idaho were. has a Moscow. You know, I guess it's from yeah. all the Russians that came here. Well, you during, know, he during was, the Civil War, he was coming into Cincinnati and getting in fights in the rail yards, so it toughened him as a fighter. Yeah, he was. He he was at the age. Of, well, also his name was so Norman. There's that. So you know, sure. if your name is Norman, you're going. You're going to have to fight because they're going to beat the shit out of you just because your name is Norman. Should. At age eight, at age eighteen, Norman uh, Selby became a professional fighter and changed his name to Charles McCoy, which he allegedly acquired from a burlesque number featuring ex- exploits of famous safe crackers Kid McCoy and Spike Hennessy. Hmm. I didn't even know they were famous safe crackers, so. We'll have to do an episode on them, Brandy. Either well, write that down. Well, this is Kid McCoy, uh, but Spike Hennessy. Uh, Colonel, can you uh, look it up and see if Spike Hennessy is still with us? I'm going uh, to guess uh, no. Andy, I'll get my assistant, Andy, and see if Spike McCoy is still with us. I'm going to bet no. No, Spike Hennessy. Spike Hennessy. Spike. In the first three years of his boxing career... Kid McCoy was undefeated in 20 fights. Died in 1967, and most of those, Timmy. Uh, we lost him sometime back. <laughs> and he was a uh, he was a famous safe cracker. Huh? He was. He knew just oh my how God. to we handle talk, we'll those We'll talk about safe. Spike a different time. Look Spike up. Get all Spike's information. He knows just how to unlock, unlock a safe. So he can get to. Well, I mean, that's yeah, that's glory. what safe crackers do. That's kind of in their job description. So, good, good job. You know, Timmy, I'd say, I'd say, you know, it's safe cracking is a quite a delicate operation, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, yeah. You have to, yeah, yeah. You have to be the safe cracking. Listen, you almost listen, listen. A good the safe cracking a doesn't good have safe anything crack, to do me, with this goddamn me. story. You're I'm talking saying, about some bullshit from a play like, over here, and then all of a sudden we're talking about fucking safe cracking. Who gives a shit? I'm just saying. Let me. There's a lot in common with labial titillation. There's not. And safe cracking. There's not. <laughs> you got to be delicate. Yeah, you have to put doing. your ear down there and listen. You do. Yeah, right, girl. Yeah. 
Fuck. Yeah, all when you're down there, part, and you uh, and you have to, you know, it's trial and error, Colonel. You have to, you know, yeah, move, touch Stop different it. parts, mm-hmm. and listen to Put see the what little kind of, it's on almost the, is on like the safe down there. To the Stop safe, it. to the safe, the safe cracker. The safe is almost an extension of their oh self. Exactly. And they, ha- it's the same with it's the same with Kungilings. You have to listen to it. Until you know you get the, you hear the clicking oh, when you hear that clicking right. hey, you though, know I have you, a when you hear the click wait a minute you're wait a minute, in. I have a question you know, though I have a question um did okay did Charles McCoy aka Norman Shelby ever fucking crack a safe no then who gives a fuck well Jesus we, shit we the don't bad. know Brandy it's fuck not me in running the, it's not in the focus script. up people. You all are like fucking well, I didn't squirrels focus on, <laughs> on goddamn speed. Can you fucking If he's been focus married on, nine times, gone, though. You have taken a fucking left talking about how he got his name. Who gives a shit? We went through it. If, now we're on safe crackers. This motherfucker's a boxer that never cracked a safe. So, <laughs> here we fucking are. We're using allegories here, devil. No! If, he's, if, he's no, been, Brandy, if he was married nine times, you could, you could almost guarantee... That he has taken of the hair pie. Probably. Would you su- assume? I would assume. Nine women. Colonel, Colonel, this is why we get bad reviews. It is. Because, you know, I just, I didn't put anything in the script about uh, Kid McCoy being a, a safe cracker. And then Brandy's all she's talking yeah, about safe is safe crack. cracking. Safe not crack. about the boxer, not about his life. I'm going to be safe with crack. a crutch. If, if I would have. If it would be, if we were going to focus on his safe cracking brandy, I would have put it in the you. script. I will enlist Timmy, the help Timmy, of your new wife. Can I just regroup us and recenter us for a second and bring a little culture to Thank this you, place? Colonel. I just want Thank you, Colonel. This is a phrase that I think we should all know. Nope. Um, no. It's le le and furrier. And it's is French. Wait, was that again, Colonel? Le Dijonor and Fourier. And it's okay. French, and it means. Is it French for shut luncheon, the fuck up and move on with the story? Is that what it's French for? The, because that's going to regroup the us luncheon. Here. I think it's some kind of mustard. What it's is mustard. it? The luncheon and fur, Timmy. The luncheon and okay. fur. That's so gross. That's I mean, what the French not... call it. Jesus they don't. God. Don't. They don't say cunnyling, cunnylingus. They say. Le déjeuner en forêt, the luncheon en Oh, you see, now you say that, you know. If oh, you there's say, panties you know, dropping right I mean. now, Timmy. Panties dropping right now. You know. Oh yeah, you say it like that. You can say anything in French. And you know why just, panties are dropping? Because you know. everybody's getting in the shower. Because you're being fucking skeevy. <laughs> That's why. There's all right. Now, Brandy, can we move on? Yeah, so Brandy, and please. can we stick with the script and stay on track here, Devil? Fucking kill please. In his first three years of his boxing career, McCoy was undefeated in 20, fight, 20 fights. Most of them were by knockout. He developed a corkscrew punch, Colonel. You know that's deadly, Colonel. Oh, it is. Similar to a, similar to a left hook with a twist at the end. I see, I see Popeye, and he's like winding up his arm. After he's had spinach. And then he's, he can yeah, only do yeah. it after the after spinach. He had, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Don't That's what I'm envisioning. Screw but anyway, his, 
His cat and mouse <laughs> style of boxing. Oh, fucking suck. His uh, cat and mouse style of boxing uh, led to him eventually dismantling his opponents, uh, gave him a reputation of being a vicious fighter. But as I said, most of all he did was rope a dope, right? He just kind of ran around the ring until his opponent got tired, and then he would pounce on him. McCoy would uh, fake illness, fake illness prior to a boxing match, and then beat his opponent, leaving uh, some to question: Is this the real McCoy? Oh, oh there it is. I like that, Brandy. How I. <clears throat> You like that, Colonel? I do like that. I like how you just worked that right in there, Timmy. McCoy was boyish in his appearance. He was 5 feet 11 and weighed 160. Uh, He was uh, often appeared weak and ill in the ring, sometimes using makeup to fool his opponents. So he comes to the ring. He's all... Looking like he's got the flu. It, sickly looking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he would claim he never trained. However, he would hide away at uh, Cedar Bluffs, his his farm outside of Saratoga, New York, and trained like a madman. But he would tell everyone he never trained. Um, <clears throat> now, McCoy never defended his titles, uh, choosing to advance to other divisions despite his size. Because if he had to defend his title, of course, he would have to fight and get rematches against his opponents that he duped. So he avoided that by just going up in right. weight classes. Now, he defeated a boxer named Tommy Ryan in March of 1896 uh, to win the world welterweight title. The victory was under some rather shady circumstances, however. Uh, Ryan had told, or I'm sorry, McCoy had told Ryan before the match that he was dying of consumption (laughs) and needed the money and needed money to pay his doctor bills. Ryan didn't train and was willing to just lay down for McCoy. Of course, however, that was, McCoy's illness was all fake uh, because he came into the ring in tip-top shape and took Ryan out in the fifth round. In December of 1897, you know, uh, Ryan probably didn't want him to cough on him, Colonel. That's consumption, COVID, sweating and bleeding and all kinds of bodily fluids in there. Doc Holliday. In in December, in December 1897, that was three years before the uh, 20th century began. Or does the 20th century oh, begin in... Two, fuck! The 20th, does the 20th century begin in ni- 1900 or 1901, Colonel? I think it's 1901, right? You were doing uh, so 19, good. Oh, 1900, I believe. First day. Oh. But when we... When 2000... It, I mean, we celebrated the millennial when it turned 2000, but I think a millennial actually starts in, two, to start no. in 2001. Or no, not the millennial, but the twenty-first century no, began. To, I, don't I think, think that's is. right. Well, look at it, look it up, Colonel. I, I believe I'm correct. Okay. In December 1987, McCoy 
Can you give that to Andy uh, to look up? Sure. Andy, look that and up for me, please. In December 1897, uh, Charles McCoy won the world middleweight title uh, with a 15-round knockout of Don Credone. And despite his slight build, um, he was offered a rematch with Credone, but despite his, uh, despite his cr- a slight build, uh, McCoy decided to uh, enter the heavyweight division. Now, remember, heavyweight, this guy's 5'11", 160, and he's in the heavyweight division. Apparently, Colonel, they could just move up then without... Do they do that now, or do you have to no, be... No, you, you have to be at the weight, weight now, right? yeah. You have to be at the weight Yeah, but now. apparently this was before they had that rule. So, like, a flea could get incoming as a heavyweight, I guess. Anyway, he defeated the likes of, of boxer Peter Meyer and Gus Bublin and took on, uh, of course, Colonel, one of our heroes, Gentleman Jim Corbett. Oh, yeah. He was a gentleman... Uh, gentleman Brandy, who was a boxer, but he was uh, he uh, he dressed to uh, you know he dressed to the nines. He was very polite. He had gloves. He has hat, coat, and tail. He was uh, he he was a great boxer though. He uh, defeated John L. Sullivan. Oh, yeah, once. Yeah, once at least once, maybe twice. I think he took the title away from John L. Sullivan. If I'm so, the super mistaken. interesting thing though about Jim uh, Corbett is that I don't give a fuck. We were doing so good. Well, he was I a great care. boxer. I mean, I these other care. guys I just I mentioned, I didn't really know them. Care. Tell me about our dipshit. I don't need other dipshits muddy in the But Jim, General Jim Colbert was like a fan. He was probably the most famous athlete in the world. There only be so many dipshits time. in this pool, so let's just stick with ours. Uh, he uh, took on Gentleman Jim Corbett, but he was defeated in what was considered one of the most staged fights in boxing history. And boxing wasn't always on the and level. No, no So way. one of the most staged no, ones. No way. Timmy, just to... I, I don't think... I mean, it's probably not on the level now, but it, was, it sure wasn't on the level back then. The last fight of McCoy's career was against a British uh, uh, petty officer named Matthew Coran. And, and that fight took place in London in 1914. That would be... Uh, his last yes. fight. Uh, at the 12th round, it, w- it was scheduled to go to 20 rounds. In the 12th round, McCoy uh, was fla- failing badly. Uh, a timekeeper uh, sitting by the ring placed a whiskey and soda at his side. McCoy hit the mat, uh, reached down and grabbed a drink, and that, um, you know, that gave him the That's burst of energy he needed, and he finished the fight. Defeating, defeating Matthew Coran, um, that was his very last fight. McCoy, uh, in 166 fights, McCoy was 160 and six. That was so pretty good. He was quite the fighter, even though he was probably playing bums. And, I mean, fighting bums, and he was probably fighting. Uh, as we know, he's <clears throat> his strategy was not to fight, basically to run around the ring, which is a legitimate well, it, strategy. Which would be like if I was Ali in the ring with Mike Tyson, that would be my strategy. Oh my God, Tim! I thought you were having a seizure or something. All this mumbling. What was happening? You know what the Mike Tyson says, Colonel? Everybody has a plan until you get until hit you in the get face. Hit in the face, Timmy. Now oh. you 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 took. Uh, 
you, I'm sure you took a lot of Latin in your educational, having your we, law degree. We, we just said we. And, uh, we. They could, the word cunnilingus. God damn it. Is drawn from the word cunnis, which is vulva, and lingari, yeah. which is lick in Latin. Lingari, lingros. Oh, that makes, oh, makes sense now. Lingari. Whatever. Yes. Oh, there was a, you mean there was something specific you were supposed to, supposed to learn? <laughs> I think there is, Timmy. I use, I, I used a great uh, fruit sh- uh, shot approach. Carl. What? The shot, you know, shotgun just, approach? Yeah, I want to be sure to get all the, I want to be sure to get the right places, so. Just hit everything? I just, I'm just so you know, grossed out right now. Yeah, just like a blind man, you I know. I swear to God, stop it. A blind man, it's like the blind man in the elephant room. <laughs> Right. Well, you're like a one. You're like a one man band down there, Timmy. <laughs> I thought he was Mickey Mantle. Exactly. I got a little drum on my back. I got cymbals on my you know, my Jesus. my uh, ears. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, as successful as this guy was in the ring, his life outside the ring was a bit of a cluster. Uh, he married his first wife, named Lottie Pierre Pierre, Pierre whatever, in 1895. You know, they don't name women, people, they don't name girls Lottie no, much anymore. They don't. Pyler, that's her name. Sorry, Lottie Pyler. In 1895, that union didn't last, nor did any of his marriages, as most had thoughts of reforming him. Oh, God, I can fix him. And that was their yeah. mistake, they would say. He married nine times, three times to the same woman. So, clearly, she's been in the boxing ring, He too. must have really loved her. Well... So, I mean, I the whole, you know, I can't fix him, but I can fix him. People are so fucking stupid. You can't well, fix other people. They tried. They could... No, you got to do that shit. Yeah, see, Brandy, I don't like the negativism that you bring. You do. Sometimes, I don't sometimes. give a shit. How about that? Okay. McCoy. Well, I, I just feel like you're, you're disparaging women. There are a lot of women out there, devil, who have... Oh, faith. In what? And I, yeah. How do we explain faith to the devil? Like what kind of faith? Sure. Well, you know, faith is believing. Brandy, faith is believing in something when common sense tells you not to. Hanging out with yeah. you people yeah. tells me that. But here we are. <laughs> I know what faith is. I'm not sure what her faith has to do with anything, but whatever. Well, she had faith that she could change. Well, she had the man. faith that she could better his well, life. And as anybody in their forties tell you, you to you, uh, what frustrated woman, you do not believe in the capacity of humans to change. Right. And you know, Nicole, men are just beasts. Hold on. I believe in the capacity for people to change. What I don't believe in is that it is my responsibility to change you to make you a functional adult. So See, we are our brother's keeper. Men are lumps of clay. And if you don't we, mold we us properly, then it's your fault, not well, ours. You know, you're the it, pottery person. I don't think so. Shut up. So if I come up as a jacked up ashtray. It ain't my fault. I would just. And if you clay. guys don't want us down there just willy nilly. You have to tell us where it is. All right. Why is this the theme today? Offer, you know, get Google Maps or something so we can get oh there. God. You know, there ain't 
There ain't nothing worse to me than going down whistling in the weeds and not getting any feedback whatsoever. Okay. You know? Oh, I require I require a complete uh, survey after. Survey monkey. Well, it'd be Just nice to get some during. Yeah, we put it on survey yeah. monkey. Put exactly. it on survey send monkey. Send out the link. We should put Andy in charge of that from now on. Okay, so McCoy. Andy's got you know, enough to do. We got Andy's Andy gotta, doing all Andy's got to get crap. his shit together and get moving. We've got big plans, and he needs to get on board or get out of the fucking Well, uh, Brandy, Andy, how do you know he identifies as a he? I don't give a fuck what Andy identifies See, here as you go again, Brandy, living in your own little okay. world. So. You don't. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You don't I take know, but hold on. McCoy had a number of business ventures, a saloon, an auto dealership, a jewelry store, and various other enterprises, but those would soon begin to lose money or fall victim to scandal. So, Timmy, Timmy, I just, a lot of I just thought of a great porn name for these new times. What's that? Ron Binary. What's that again? Ron binary. Cause you know how you know how many there's so many people that are non binary. You could you could you'd have that whole market to yourself if you were just Ron binary. Oh my god. You could you should uh, coin I mean you should uh, coin that or trademark that. I think I will. Oh yeah. Write that down, devil. But you know, I mean I don't think Brandy should be assuming that Andy is a man. Is a he. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. All right. So. Andy, we love you. Yeah. I'm sorry that you work for a podcast where people don't appreciate you. Again, McCoy had a number of business ventures, saloon, auto dealership, jewelry store, stakes, university, and various other enterprises. But those would soon begin to lose money or fall victim to scandal. Following his boxing career, McCoy entered the service of his country. Mm -hmm. Some accounts say he served with the National Guard along the Mexican border. Thank you for your service, Norman. Yes. Uh, Yeah, thank you for your service. He served with the National Guard along the Mexican border and as a recruiter, while other accounts have him in the Army as a boxing instructor. With eight divorces behind him and an empty bank account because of them, McCoy moved to Hollywood and landed a few bit parts in silent movies, courtesy of his friend D.W. Griffith. He also... F- oh, he had... He knew... He knew he had well, he also found a friend in the actor Charlie Chaplin. But Isn't that the Birth of a Nations guy? No. Yeah, it might be. Know. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but as his fame dimmed... Oh, this is Chuck. But as his fame dimmed... I get Andy to ask Andy to look that up. I I think it was D.W. Griffith or. Yeah, I think you're right. Birth of the Nation. All right. Man, that thing looks bad. You go back and look at it. it looks, yeah, that I mean, did not it age never well. Never good, but. No, so, he sure didn't age well. But, like Chuck, as his fame dimmed, his temper rose, and he found himself in more fights in saloons than in, in the ring. So there he was in the early no. 1920s. A, this is Chuck, a broke alcoholic, former boxer and actor. But what he did have was a romance with the wealthy wife of an antique dealer. And that was surely not going to end well. 
Well, Teresa. I mean, you know, antique. You don't want to mess with antique uh, seller, uh, merchant's wife because they, deal they with are some shady shit. It was antique seller. I see them on that uh, American whatever roadshow. Yeah, they. You don't want to mess with them. They'll people. kill you. They will cut you. Oh yeah, they will. They will. Have they will cut a bitch. But for Tomb all Raider. those things, <clears throat> for, Tomb Raider. Huh? Okay, that's all I'm saying. Indiana Jones. Tomb Raider. Yeah. For all those things, Devil, yeah. the one thing that they could not take away from him is his pearl diving ability, Devil. <laughs> the skills that he learned over eight marriages. Well, Teresa he Moore would always carry that. It was trial and error. Obviously, the one wife liked it because she married him three yeah. times. So Teresa Moore's was an attractive thirty-year-old woman who was smitten with McCoy and was filing for divorce from her husband, Albert. McCoy and Moores moved into a Los Angeles apartment under an assumed name. Following one of many confrontations by the divorcing couple, couple McCoy said he was headed to New York for a break. McCoy and Moores had their own fight. The next day, Moores was found by a janitor in the apartment. She'd been shot once in the left temple. A thirty-two caliber pistol lay nearby, and allegedly a photograph of Kid McCoy was on her chest. The following day, uh, see that's uh, that you know you want to clean that up if you're uh, if you if you decide to murder somebody. First of all, we hope no one none of our listeners were murder or murderers. But if you do, if you do happen to murder someone, don't put an eight by ten glossy photo on, of yourself. Yeah. So there's that. The it's well, bad. they don't even need a police sketch after that. Yeah, no, you're good. But what's funny? It just so now evidently this guy has just said, you know what, fuck it, and he went out on a wild crime spree, holding twelve people hostage at the antique shop owned by Teresa Moore's. McCoy left the store, shot the first three people he met, before being apprehended by police in a park. During the trial. So he, it was kind of like yeah. a spree killing yeah. then. He evidently just said, you know yeah. what? I'm done. Uh, during the trial, McCoy claimed... We've all had those he's like, uh yeah, He's like... Uh, falling down. Kurt Douglas or... He fell down. Yeah, falling down. Uh, during the trial, McCoy claimed Moore shot herself, which was rebutted by the prosecution. His acting career must have served him well during his defense, as news accounts report McCoy's vivid details of that night. The charges were reduced from murder to manslaughter, and McCoy was sentenced to San Quentin. He was a model prisoner and had one of the cleanest records in prison history. Because of his celebrity status... Well, that's something to be, that's something that's to be sure. proud of. You know, I mean... I mean oh, I know. You know. Well, let's see. So, because of his celebrity status, or whatever, he was visited often by his old pals, Lionel Barrymore, which I believe is Drew Barrymore's grandfather, right? It is indeed. Yes, and uh, he was uh, uh, Mr. Potter in the, It's a okay, Wonderful Life. Well, so, yeah. I just saw Drew Potter. Barrymore in a commercial, and she I have to say, the woman is holding up extremely well. Well, she's all free love and hugs. So, I mean, that does well for the skin. That's why I just look like yeah. I've been run through a, you know, potato And deal, I, I seen Christine Applegate when she got her star on the Walk of Fame. She's aged well. And she looks like she's really, no, she's really, really struggling right now. Well, she's, she's really sick. Yeah, she has she's MS. She's got MS. 
Yeah, she got Parkinson's yeah, MS. Yeah. So, but she's yeah. she did age well though. She's been beautiful the whole. She's still aged well. Life. My God, she, when she was uh, on that I know, when show, she was Kelly Bundy. oh my God, she was gorgeous. Yeah, she yeah. was gorgeous. She was white trash gorgeous, but you're right. Okay, so yeah, that's the best I mean, kind, really. I, I, I understand. So there was even a well, Al Jolson went to visit him as well. I mean, the lady is sick, Brandy. You could have some, you know, what sense of decency oh to you. Oh my God, you know, she's talking about, uh, you know, she's she's. Uh, Colin Christine Applegate white oh, trash and, I, and the woman is dying from Parkinson's disease. So if that is, you know, if that makes you feel better, it does. I've been living it does. With others, it makes me feel better. You, I, I'm okay with it. I'm fine. Theme. I'm good with it. So there was, even, it's, you don't have to, you don't have to tear others down. I'm going to embrace that. That's what I do. It's actually my, my talent. So there was even a campaign to free McCoy supported by politicians and actors alike. He was paroled in 19... Now, let me get this. I mean, this is what I'm having a hard time wrapping my, uh, wrapping my head oh. around, Brady. I can see, okay, he, there's some, he could say his girlfriend committed suicide because she, she was in love with him and she, had, she died with right. his 8x10 glossy photo over on it. But, you know, it's hard to get around well, shooting yeah. three people yeah. in public. There's I mean, just nothing. He <laughs> fucked up there. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how... You know, he gets a lot of sympathy for that. Well, he... Just my I, opinion. Uh, he was paroled in 1932 and made a living as the athletic director for the Ford Motor Company. I, okay. Um, oh, you know, you know, oh, he he knew, uh, he worked with uh, Ford. That guy well, was okay. nuts. Okay, can I get there? Can I get Henry there? Henry Ford. All right. All right. So he made his living as an athletic director for Ford Motor Company as an occasional gardener for Henry Ford, here's my favorite, and as a lecturer on the evils of strong drink and wild women. Well, you know, Henry Ford, I mean, he he, he paid his, you know, at the time, he paid his uh, employees well. But, yeah, he, he hired detectives to go in and research uh, his employees to find out if the ones who drank or caroused around or gambled or whatever and he fired them but he you had to live by his moral code if you was going to work uh, at Ford Motor Company so so now he has this guy who's a m- multiple felon but he's rehabbed uh, he's rehabbed and he is going around lecturing employees the evil about yep, the evil and wild women and wild women so Norman. So I guess Lottie was a wild woman. Lottie sounds wild. Norman Kid McCoy Selby is buried in Whitechapel Memorial Park Cemetery in Troy, Michigan. What do you think about that, Charles? Oh, that's the same. He died. I wonder if... uh, He changed his ways. He turned his life around. Right. Do you think Nina might have known him? (laughs) Think who might have? Yes, Nina might know him. Nina. From being from Michigan, probably they all know each other. You know, I read that last sentence, uh, Randy, when you read it. I read it. It says he was buried at Whitechapel Memorial Park Cemetery. I read that as Whitechapel Memorial Pet Cemetery. Well, that's a whole different place. That does a whole (laughs) different thing. It is. 
So, yeah. Yeah. So. Do, do they have pet cemeteries, though? I'm sure they do. We do. Or is Every that place that? has pet cemeteries now. You know, uh, there's a pet I cemetery never, by us that closed down. How do you close down a cemetery? I want to be buried in one. I want to be buried no, in one. because then you come back to life. <clears throat> that's the... Oh, like Plan 9 from the, Outer Space? Hey, Brandy, when are you going to review a new, another movie? When I feel better. Like, I've just been feeling like shit. I've been watching well, fucked up movies, though, you, for you, sure. You got... You, you, I'll I tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I will, I will watch something today and do it right away. Plan 9 of Outer Space. Plan You're 9 from Outer Space. Text that to me because I won't remember. All right. Plan 9 from Outer Space. You'll love it. it it's, it's ridiculous. Okay. You'll love it. Sometimes I can get Dave to watch things with like, me. Um, and then and I'm trying to get him to go and review with me. I don't think he will. But we've watched a couple of things where it's like, what the fuck is even happening? So, yeah. Good stuff. Do you know what I listened to you know last who, night? You know, you should. Uh, that's something Andy yes. could do. He could. he could watch it with you. I listened what? to, or she. I found out who this Dirty John Name. guy was. Oh, yeah. Did you listen to the podcast? Apparently, it's, it's a big okay. podcast. I didn't listen to the podcast. I listened to the Dateline. They convinced, condensed it for oh. me. Oh, yeah. I don't like, I don't need to know every detail. I just want to get the broad strokes of this guy. Oh. He was kind of a, he was kind of a, well, he was not, not a good man. Okay. I don't, I, okay, sure. Nope, he wasn't a good guy. I'm just guy. saying for anybody who hasn't read, heard the Dateline, if you want the Cliff Notes version of Dirty John. Um, the podcast is also amazing. So, guys. what uh, What's it about? about? It, it, it's not do? important to the story. The important thing is, Tim, what do you think about yeah. Norman uh, Dipshit McCoy? Well, uh, let me tell you about Norman. I, I have some opinions on him. I think he was a very clever man. Uh, I like his style of ne- never fighting. I like that. Um, and, uh, you know, we've all been there with women, so I, I, I feel his pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he really shouldn't have killed the, the innocent bystanders because, you know, that they had nothing to do uh, and, it was a dick uh, move. Who knew to do with it. So no, but a woman will drive you to that, Timmy. A woman will drive you to that. I wonder if after he shot them, that he. I wonder if he laid a eight by ten on them himself they on their chest. All right, Charles. What do you think about this guy? I I admire him. He's he's uh, something I aspire to be. Devil. I yes. myself feel like I have been married eight times. It's like my marriage years are like dog years, you know. One is like seven. Oh, imagine so. what it is for her. <laughs> so, oh, it's it's what it's luxury and it's none of those um, things. You know, I was I was looking in her her office in the house, devil, and one wall is completely encased in Charlie Harper pictures. And what? I did not realize Charlie Harper. Okay. It's an artist of some sort. Yeah. And I uh and she was she was looking at another picture and I was like, That picture is incredibly expensive. Uh-huh. And she's like, Yes, these Charlie Harper things are very expensive. And I said, But you have one wall that has 
eight Charlie Harper pictures on it. When did you sneak that by me? Really? We have a goddamn Getty Museum in our house of Charlie Harper pictures. Where? You know what my and, question is? And if I spend twenty, you know what I have? If I spend I have, six dollars uh, at Taco uh, Bell, I have, I have the, to account have for it. On my wall. On my wall, I have the um, uh, dogs playing poker. Nice. <laughs> I don't even. You know what? It's an American. Where That's what it? I wanted, Timmy. But you know what? She made me get it in a print. I couldn't even what? get the velvet. I had to get a print, Timmy. Oh, man. Where's yeah. my picture on her desk? That's my question. <laughs> She's got one of you. I'm sure. I'm sure. I hope it's a good one. So, anyway, guys, uh, did one of you want to you know, wrap this up and we'll wrap it up? Well, I guess I guess we should. Well, sh- we would like to thank all of our listeners who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com. Slash history leaves all one word where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or Or just a wee little bit. And I'd like to say, Timmy, we're not one of those uppity podcasts who are throwing stuff behind paywalls and saying you only get this content if you're a patron. We give it all out free. And if you want to give us something, that's completely voluntary. We're not like drug dealers who get you. Much like Brandy and her economics professor. (laughs) Well, no, that was a quid pro quo, Timmy. That was a, uh, that was a, that was a business Wait. arrangement, and the devil's always been a good business person. Thank so, you, Charles. I mean, well, she must not have been that good. If she I got a C not. plus. Well, C plus is, you know, that's what. Absolutely not yeah, what happened. Do you, do you know what they called a guy who graduates last in medical school, Timmy? Doctor. 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 That's right. Okay. Although I do have to brag, so, Timmy. So, oh fuck. My boy had his first quarter in law school. He had four classes. How'd it go? Four classes and four A's, Timmy. Amazing. Good for him. He'll be all right. The first first year is the toughest. So if he gets past the first year. Yeah, and he's a little bit concerned because he said, you know, Dad, it's kind of hard, but it's not that hard. I don't get why these people are having such problems with it. And I said, well. Well, I think. It it depends on who you are, you know what I mean? Because for some people, if they're gonna if they're gonna drop out, that first semester is usually. I, I we had a class. I, mean, I had a class. I, my class we had eighty seven people, and like twenty one of us, twenty two of us graduated. He's got so people will be dropping. There's out. seventy in his class total. I think seven in his group, seven, they have study groups or something. I don't know how to break them up. Yeah. Um, and they've lost yeah, two already. study groups. Huh? In the first first semester, they've already yeah. lost. I feel lose, like this lose, is the an first off when you lose a lot. conversation that we could all have if we chose well, to. And yeah, I'm I guess we could. To not well, we have many listeners who might aspire to go to law school, Brandy. We're trying to I'm not aspiring to be We're in trying this to conversation. We're trying to give them information. Actually. All right. Not aspiring to that. Okay, well, I'm just saying, if you want our content, it's always out there for free. And if you feel like digging into your wallet a little bit, throwing us a a bucket here. Well, basically, the podcast, it sits on a corner that says, homeless, please help. You know, that's us. Yeah, we are. Um, Yeah. So you could could throw a little money in the jar, or you cannot. But you still get to listen to it. 
You know when I, you know what you don't see anymore. You used to see these guys with no legs on a, like a, a little, little cart. Uh, yeah. You know what? It's the advance in medicine, Timmy, and it's just a shame. It's ruined oh, things for everybody. God. I like the traditional oh, well, yeah, guy with you the want push a pencil. Cart. Now Again. you have to go to Amazon or something. Yeah. Hey. Hey. No, I mean these free Come legs are so could cheap. Walk right downtown on any corner and buy a pencil. Come on, <laughs> right? Okay, so we're that I podcast, mean, and you know what, guys? I love Colonel, you so much, did you, Colonel. Did you ever push it. them down the street? I'm just saying it'd be nice to see somebody strolling by on a car, pushing themselves on a handcart every once in a while. But now, hell, you can go to a flea market yeah, and get a fake leg little, for twelve uh, bucks. That they held, you know. You remember, Colonel, they had these little things that they held and they could... Yeah. Uh, and they put them and pull themselves along. Right, right. Like oh Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. It's too bad that uh, too bad that they, they no longer You know what? Exist. I miss yeah. those days, That's Timmy. Everyone, I miss those days. Everyone. I do, too. Thank you Have for a good listening. Day. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, Bye, everyone. The safe cracking doesn't have anything to do with this goddamn story. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.